Okay, so I'm going to try and pull a unique one this time. Well, we've had another one who was dead when we pulled them in, but this one is also dead and seems quite interesting. Wait, who wasn't unique then? Well, everyone's unique, but I meant more in their circumstance than... Oh, but the previous one was just like the one before, right? No, well, the previous one was brought here in a similar manner. This one is pulling a soul from their current path. All right, see if you can get a unique one. Yes. So, one, two, three, and there she be. Hello, hello. Hello. You don't look like the people I was supposed to be seeing. No, I've pulled you on your way to the next life to ask you some questions so that you don't end up in the realm of forgotten memories as a forgotten memory. Oh gosh, I wasn't aware that this was happening if so soon. But anyway, welcome to the realm of forgotten memories. And the delegation of dreamers. Thank you. Uh, and who might you be? My name is Rue. I am Ephraim. And I am Ashura. A pleasure to meet you. Uh, forgive me if I don't remember your names. The way I understand things, then I won't be remembering a lot. Much longer. Yes, it seems that you're bound to be reincarnated, which means you'll likely forget most of everything that you've known and experienced. Yes, this is why you should always write things down. Uh, would writing things down really help me in this situation? No, not if you can't bring your notes. But, I mean, it's a good practice. To start things off... What is your name? Sabine Chastain. Formerly Autre, but that's irrelevant these days. Why is it irrelevant? Uh, that was my pseudonym, you see. My employers thought it awfully clever to have my pseudonym literally be an anagram of traitor. Hmm. That's quite on the nose. Somehow I managed to pass completely unobserved under that name. I suppose most people wouldn't think about it. Yeah, but if someone would recognize there was a pseudonym of traitor, then they'd probably think, oh, it's too obvious. Yes, I think that was my boss's reasoning, uh, that and he likes hiding in plain sight. Yes. I do have a question about that ring that seems to be on your finger. You must have been buried with it, but it looks unpleasant. Oh, gosh. That's still there. Um, he can't reach me here, though, can he? No, no. Oh, that's a relief. I wonder if I could take this off now. Mm, it still seems to be a bit stuck. I guess it has been there for a few years now. Well, I doubt it'll be there when you're reincarnated, so that at least should be some solace. Oh, I really do hope so. This ring has been the bane of my existence. What does it do? Any time I did something that my employer disapproved of, then I would get a small encouraging shock from it. Uh, indeed, it's probably the cause of my death. <laughs> because he really wasn't happy with the... Uh, Latest thing that I did. What was that? I caught feelings for the group that I was supposed to be spying on. So was that in breach of your work contract? 
Well, yes, uh, I was technically hired as a spy. I would say blackmailed into it. But yes, uh, it's a sorry story. Um, uh, he being my boss, um, I guess I can say his name freely now. His name is Magnus. But yes, he stole my child away from me and said I could only see her if I followed his orders. And he saw the need to give you the ring as well, to torture you. The ring, well, at the time, and it was all pleasantries, a simple recruitment process into the Thieves' Guild. Uh, I wasn't aware of the manipulation you trial me later on. Uh, I wasn't aware of what this ring would do when I started wearing it. He said that it would identify me amongst friends, as it were, other spies. It was only when I made a small error in judgment during one of my missions when I felt what felt like an electric shock coming from my hand. And he said I could expect much worse if I ever did anything like that again. What did you do, like, the first time? It was just a simple uh, stealing mission. I'd be dressed in my cleric robes, enter the king's quarters. Uh, I was supposed to swipe something from his dresser whilst I was in there, but I couldn't find the opportune moment. So I left empty-handed. When Magnus found out I was empty-handed, that's when I received my punishment. So, did you manage to save your daughter from this Magnus? Uh, unfortunately not. She's still under his custody. I trust that she'll be able to look after herself. Rebecca is a very strong soul. Takes after both me and her father. Perhaps when she finds out of my death, then she might seek cause to avenge me. One can hope. Yeah. I guess I'll never find out now. Hmm. That is true. Do you know why you're being reincarnated? Yes, I was explained to me. Um, I don't fully understand the whims of gods, but um, it seems when I joined the clergy, then I pledged myself to Ilmater as the one who would grant me the abilities to heal others. However, whilst I was part of the clergy, that's where the Thieves' Guild got hold of me and caused me to dedicate myself to Mask, the god of trickery. Um, and then there is another demon involved. Basically, it all boils down to there are three entities that have a claim over my soul. But they decided this was too much hassle and I should just be sent to a different jurisdiction, as it were. A different dimension of some sort. Uh, how come you were sent to spy on this parter? Oh, there is a war on, you know. Uh, Sembia versus Cormier with a Dale Lance stuck in the middle. Mm -hmm. I was on the Sembian side. Yeah, so they like to work through subterfuge rather than grand battles and armies and things. Oh. The occasional fight did break out, uh, such as a siege on Tassel Peak. I happened to be stationed as a cleric there, and one of this group of heroes came to me for some spiritual advice before the battle. I gave him the usual kind of false reassurances that everything was going to be okay. Unfortunately for him, things did not turn out okay, and he died in that battle. I felt some guilt over it, but then the rest of the heroes came to me um, saying they could use the help of a healer on their travels, and he spoke quite highly of me for the words I gave him. So I went along with them, and my employer found this as a perfect opportunity for me to gain information. 
was there a specific reason that you were supposed to infiltrate this group in particular? Oh, this group have been a ford ever side of Sembia ever since the war started. <laughs> Going around to all these little villages, destabilizing the small bear ships and what have you. Who were the members of this group? Uh, well, there was Laslin. She was fun. She was a dwarf. Very much had the lust for battle. Always spoke her mind. It was always abusing watching her call out to commanders of the enemy forces, even if she was outnumbered 100 to 1. Then there's Jesse, bit of a cocky, bardic types. Really good at rallying up a crowd, claiming free drinks of the house where they're not really his to claim. Ah, uh, a classic bard. Yes. And finally there's a Rosa, who is a halfling, a sweet girl. She reminded me very much of Rebecca. When I first knew her, then she was quite a bubbly soul, but war changes at all, I suppose. War is hell. So I've heard, but then I've also heard that hell itself is considerably worse. I won't say that. Say, so, war never changes, and it doesn't matter where you are, and whether you're in hell, or heaven, or whatever afterlife you might think of. If there's a war there, it's going to be the same as a war on Earth. Absolute atrocity. But I personally believe war is worse than hell. The reason being is because with hell, the sinners and those who have done wrong not go there. War, innocents are caused. Innocents are found as casualties. That is a very valid point. Of course, uh, my cleric duties always did come first, where I'd heal the innocents as well as I could. So, what did this party do after you joined them? What did you set out to do? Well, the main goal of the party was to um, gain the favour of the various lordships within the Dalelands, try and unite them against the Sembian invasion. We had a couple of interesting encounters. There was some form of devil presence as i alluded to before some devil had set up in the mines we went down there half a party got possessed but i remained steadfast uh, shouted the devil down in his face we managed to get out unscathed but apparently he took an interest in me from that point onwards someone who could look the devil in the eye not many can do so well, I just saw it as another person tried to manipulate others, and I don't stand for that sort of thing. Not having it done to myself. So what do you think you'll do differently once you're reincarnated? Well, I've been told I won't remember any of this, but I was given a couple of bits of advice on what I might encounter on the next thing. Out of curiosity, then I thought I'd ask what I can expect. Apparently, I'm going to a place called New York. What happened to the old York? I have no idea. But it will be 20th century, whatever that means. Something to do with a date. And I'm destined to be leader of S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever that is. I don't know how you lead a piece of defensive equipment, but hey. It might be that you are defending people. That would be nice. Would, um, it'd be nice to help others as best I can. This is my previous life. I'm looking forward to finding out what might happen there. Back to your previous life, can you tell us, say, one of your favorite moments? Ooh. 
Well, one moment I am particularly proud of was um, a bit self-indulgent, considering my reputation as a spy. We were at a place called uh, Chandler's Cross, where it was evident the town was run by a corrupt council, but were allowing gangs to run amok. Obviously, I already knew the council had been corrupted by my employers in Sembia, but the party, um, they were new to all of this. Regardless, there is a masked vigilante there called the Silver Needle. Ironically, this is a reinvention of uh, a Rosa's previous persona, who is also a Silver Needle in this town. Someone had stolen her identity and was working for this new corrupt government. The party obviously planned to unite the gangs against this corrupt government and in doing so would bring back the original Silver Needle under a new name. I spent all night coming up with the specifics of this person's costume, because you have to have a flair for the dramatic if you're going to do this sort of thing. Uh, I named them the Red Ribbon, after the symbol of Illmater. But when the party found me in the morning, after I'd been slaving over this all night, then they looked at my notes and just simply laughed at me, because apparently the image I had drawn looked like myself in this costume which I denied, but they said that I'd literally, uh, in my sleep-deprived state, put a small label on there saying, me, pointing to said personage. And they just could not comprehend me as some kind of roguish sort. Which I couldn't help but laugh at internally, given that um, I have much more experience killing people than I do healing them. Do you think being a masked vigilante would suit you? Well, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Riding across rooftops, having uh, the people cheering your name, punching thugs in the street. And how do you normally go about killing people? Is there a particular spell, particular weapon that you use more often? Well, there's a particular trick that I like to do. Under this cleric guise, people often assume the clerics are going to heal you with a simple cure wounds spell and such. If you can get close enough to someone that they think that you're going to cure them, they'll let their defenses down and you can quite simply change that spell into an inflict spell. And in doing so, then, as a cleric, they'll trust that your patient just simply was too far gone by the time you got to them. They just perished at the brink. Now, obviously, you can't do that too many times, otherwise people will catch on. You have to actually do healing when possible. But for that important governor or such, then sometimes there's nothing you can do. And what would you say is your favorite spell for harming people, as you so like to do so more often than healing? Well, the clue is in the question. Harm is by far the best spell for such purposes. I do tend to get carried away while I'm doing something as powerful as a harm, though. The party have caught me cackling on the odd occasion. I put it down to um, the influence of that devil I was talking about earlier. Clearly some of it lingered on, so I have no control over my um, state of mind when I'm doing something particularly dangerous. With that spell, is there a favorite moment that you've used it? Or a favorite time that you used to end someone? I guess it was back when I was quite new to the guild. One of my first missions, so once they trusted me with actually 
conducting assassinations rather than petty stealing. There was this king of some forgotten land now. I was his most trusted cleric. There may have been some seduction involved. Uh, he was a bit of a bad boy, uh, thinking he could charm his way through the clergy. Once um, I got the order that he was to be removed, then found my way into his bedroom, did a bit of massage. During said massage, then I might have let slip a harm, leaves no visible marks. And then all it takes is just one touch for him to be pushed over the edge. And then I can slink out with nobody suspecting me. You have quite experience with this, I see. <laughs> it's all about trust, my dear. Who trained you in massages? Mm. You could say you're good with your fingers. <laughs> well, I guess I'd have my um, former fiancé to thank for that. Cedric was his name. Well, I met him when I was still a fledgling in the Thieves Guild. He was actually working for my soon-to-be employer, Magnus. He promised he would protect me from this life of crime. We had our daughter Rebecca together, but he would often be away on work until one day he just wouldn't come back. And Magnus approached me, said that he'd died at sea whilst on a mission. What was the mission? Uh, I never inquired about his work. Would it be until a few months afterwards, after getting close to Magnus, when Magnus would basically offer me um, Cedric's job? And I'd find out he was doing all of this um, shady stuff for the Thieves Guild and Sembia. So not just massages? No, not just massages. That's just a benefit in the bedroom. Another note, what would be the most interesting thing someone in your party has done? Well, there was that one time when Rosa literally heard God of some sort. I can't... I think it was when we were investigating that devil, then we were particularly alert, knowing that he was somewhere in the mines. And Rosa took time to concentrate, and suddenly her face went flush, and she said that she could hear two voices that were observing us. It didn't appear devilish or anything. It actually reminded me of you guys, somewhat. How so? Well, when we left the mines, where we found an inn was there, where there wasn't one before, like this building had just appeared out of nowhere. We entered, and it seemed to be bigger on the inside somehow, this huge mansion of an inn. And these two figures introduced themselves to us as room service. Some sort of extra-dimensional inn for people that need it, travelling between the planes, offering respite. They were full of vague prophecies and things as well. It seems that time didn't quite work properly for them. They were telling us of deeds that we would accomplish in the far future. How did you find this inn? Well, let's say it just... It's almost like it had materialized there, yet it was somehow as if it had always been there. It was very strange. It was just outside this mine. 
there is a building there. No logical reason for it to be there. Yet it looked like it had been there for centuries. Did he say that they prophesized events that was going to happen? Yes. The first time we entered, then they greeted us as if they'd already known us, like we'd visited there before. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we hadn't, but then we would encounter them again in the future, and it was as if it was the first time meeting them. They told us of various things that would happen, of us slaying kings and confronting demons and such. None of that ever came to pass for me, unless they ever saw into my next life somehow. That's interesting. I sort of get the feeling like I've heard of this inn before. Do you remember the name? Um, that's the thing. Um, I don't remember there being any sort of sign in front of it or anything. The, the hosts simply introduced themselves as room service. Was that at least good room service? Oh yes, Ed. Anything that you could ask for. For a price, of course. It was not a cheap inn. It was several gold a night, from what I remember. Mm. But they had sort of Luxury baths, which is a rare thing in the realms. Um, four poster beds. All the chocolate you could eat. Chocolate was amazing. That sounds nice. Brew, a fellow dessert lover. Yes, on that note, what would you say your favourite dessert is? Oh, well, room service offered me this thing called, um, what was it? I'm not familiar with the place it's from, but they said it was a Turkish delight. Oh. It was a very small, sweet thing that was covered in a sort of dust. Had a very odd texture to it, but felt very exotic. Was it like bird feed? A turkey's delight? No, it's Turkish. I believe that's a land from another realm. All right. Yes. Those sound quite delightful. Have you heard of a thing called a milkshake? can't say I'm familiar with such a thing. What exactly would that be, other than shaken milk? It is a delightful concoction made by adding dairy milk to frozen dairy that has been sweetened and adding some flavorings in, and then you blend it together. It makes a thick and creamy drink that is quite delightful, from what I've been told. I haven't got to have one yet, but soon. Hopefully. Oh, that does sound rather good. Do you think they could put chocolate in something like that? Yes, I've heard of chocolate being used in it. Well, it's a pity I'm not going to remember it for the next life, but hopefully I'll encounter this in New York. Something tells me that it's likely you will. Well, this next life is sounding better and better. Hopefully I won't have to deal with any world-shattering events in my time there. I don't suppose you know of anything that happens in this dimension? Well, it's hard to tell because you might be going to a different time than what I would know of for the dimension. I can look between them, but... I can check through my notes and see what I have on, uh, on this. Well, as I'm told, it'll be 20th century, going into the 21st century. Yeah, there's something about people getting small holes in their necks called jacks and you, you put wires in your neck and jack in what's like a vampire no no i don't think uh, 
don't think there were vampires what I could see. The... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait. There, there was a wolf man, but I don't think there was an actual wolf. Looks like a place that actually has milkshakes. So you'll fit right in. Excellent. I look forward to it. I have one question that, as someone who is faithful to a god, might seem a little strange, but I like to ask it anyway. If you were made a god, what would you want to be the god of? Well, I think that I would have to be um, in a somewhat similar capacity to Ilmater, looking after those that have been wronged by others, um, victims of manipulation and things like that. See, that's somewhat ironic, considering I did my fair share of manipulation, but there are a lot of people that didn't deserve it, and they deserve justice. That seems like a noble one to want. Truly a good desire to have. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you, but um, I feel like I have a calling coming on. I feel like I'm being torn away. Might be... Time to reincarnate. We wish you luck on your next adventure. And with that, I hope you have a good awakening. Bye-bye.